Worship Him. Come on and bless and magnify that holy name. That great and mighty name that's above every name. I thank you, Jesus. I bless you, my holy one. I praise you, my holy King. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, dear Jesus. 
Praise Thank you, dear God. Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. Before we uh, go to the word of the Lord tonight, I'd like us to have some special prayer. We have some that are in need tonight of prayer in their physical frames. And we have those that, uh, we have a young man that is connected with the new work in Lake Placid, our new field work, our newest new field work. And he, uh, he's 20, I believe 21 or 22 years old. We baptized him right here. And uh, he was working on the roof with the work, the roofers that came from Lake Placid. And um, we baptized him, and he went to service up in Lake Placid, and he got the Holy Ghost. And uh, everybody was excited and so thrilled. And Pastor uh, Hopper and Brother Chuck have been working with him. And, and um, somebody, I don't know, got out of prison or something, and I guess he kind of started hanging around with the guy a little bit. And um, first news you know, he's, you know, kind of wavering a little bit, which is, of course, important to be sure who you run with, and who you hang around, and who you listen to, and who becomes your comforters, so-called, and who becomes your confidence and the people that you listen to. And uh, so today I got a call, and that uh, young man's mother called and asked Pastor Hopper if he could come and pray that the young man had a heart attack. Twenty tops 22 years old had a heart attack and uh he's in the hospital in icu right now and pastor hopper went to pray for him uh this afternoon somewhere around after his service somewhere around five o'clock so i want us to pray for kendall and he needs prayer very desperately right now uh, you just don't know when and how quickly a thing can come upon you one minute you feel like you're in the peak of health you're just trucking along and thinking your thoughts and doing your thing. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, you're flat on your back in an ambulance heading to a hospital, and they've got you hooked up to every kind of machine, you know. So God is still God. He's on the throne, and we're praying. So let's pray for him and others tonight. We also have a, um, I believe it's an Achard Kerr in Columbia, and he needs... Um, healing. Uh, he's suffering from some kind of spirit that's troubling him. We went to a young lady's house the other night. I sent some of the men, a uh, young lady in this town, and she asked me, she came up, she said, I hope this isn't a, a stupid request. And I'm listening, and she said, well, she said, there's something in my house. She said, I don't sleep at, a, at night at all. She said, this, this, this last night, she said, I didn't sleep at all. I've been up all night. And uh, she said, I'm very tired and very exhausted. And she said, but there's something in my house. And uh, she said, my, my son hardly sleeps. And my sister's 16, and she can't hardly sleep. And, and there's just something there. And she said, is, is that a stupid request? And I said, not at all. I said, not at all. I said, we'll come, and we'll have prayer. So I sent some of the men over, and they had prayer with her. And, and, then they, and I told her, I said, I said we're going to pray for you tonight, for tonight, because couldn't, we couldn't go over the, that very night. And I said, but I will pray for you tonight that God will let you have a good, sound sleep. So the next day we saw her, and she said, I slept much better. And I said, okay. I said, now we're coming, and we're going to come Wednesday night after service. And uh, I sent some of the men, and they had prayer with her, and they had prayer with those that were in the house. And then they had talked to her, and they brought her here, and we baptized her. 
in Jesus' name just the other night. And I pray that God will bring her into the church and show her that that's the way to truly get rid of those bad spirits. Get all that mess out of your, out of your house and out of your house. And uh, do, do the miracle thing that God does. He's a great God, and He knows, he knows uh, exactly what to do. And believe me when I tell you, when the uh, devil sees his children coming, God's children coming, he, he definitely doesn't want to stay around. And I believe in God's holy power, and God's beautiful presence, and we have nothing to fear at all. We have the Holy Ghost. Let's take a moment. Let's pray for these different ones. I thank you, Jesus. And I praise and love you, dear God. And I worship you. And you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of glory. Touch Kendall. Reach to him in that hospital room, Lord God. That young man that you allowed to be baptized in the precious name of Jesus. That you filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, O oh Lord. Help him, dear God. Help him, I pray, this moment. Let your great and holy and mighty hand reach and touch him. And give him strength of heart and of his natural heart. His spiritual heart to be recharged in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the things that you do each and every day. Reach to each one that we're dealing with, Lord. Pull them close to you, Lord. And help them, I pray, in the sweet and lovely and great and marvelous name of Jesus Christ we pray tonight. Everybody said amen. amen. Psalms 50 tonight. Psalm 50 tonight. Glad for you to be here. Been having great services and we thank God for it. Thank Him for all those that are being baptized. And you look at all of our churches and you, all of them are baptizing people and people are receiving the Holy Ghost. And we're thankful for that. People are being healed. People are getting jobs that didn't have them. Many, many blessings all around. I'm looking at Psalm 50 and verse 23, which is the last verse of this psalm. It said, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Everybody said, praise the, Praise the Lord. I want to try to minister tonight for a little while on the biggest deal. The biggest deal. You may be seated. Lord bless you. They claim in just a few years that there's going to be 11 billion people on this planet. So we're going from 6 billion to 11 billion. I guess it's a rather steady growth and the projection is such by those who are in that kind of projection business, the numbers business. And I would like to tell you in a world that is according to the scripture going to come to a place to where it will stagger, stagger to and fro like a drunken person. Staggering under the, the excessiveness of the things that people chase after, people lust after, people desire. Staggering under the tremendous load and the strain that will be on this planet to, if you please, house 11 billion people. When I first came into church, I confessed to you and lie not that I thought that Jesus was going to come in the next few years. 
And of course, that was an uneducated thought, meaning an un one that was not studied in the Scripture. I was brand new, and I had just begun to read the Bible. And uh, I am confessing to you in my zeal at that time that I thought surely Jesus was going to come, and I never thought my children would get to grow up here. But they did, and now they have children. So I am a, a grandfather of uh, a poppy <laughs> of five. And uh, I am telling you that the Scriptures must be fulfilled. And as I continued to study and, and was trained by my pastor, then I began to realize that I certainly had spoken quickly and out of zeal, and I had to uh, temper my statements with Scripture had to come to the place to where I realized that there are things that are forever settled in heaven and those things are going to be fulfilled. Not one thing is going to fail. Everything is going to be fulfilled that God has put in His Holy Word and inspired to be in that Word. And so, yes, He is coming soon. We are in the end of the last days. There's no question about that. There are still a few things left to be fulfilled, but not a whole lot, and certainly not as many as 50 years ago or 100 years ago or even 1,000 years ago. There is, uh, there is a, a closeness here that we are approaching, and we are monitoring with the Scriptures, through the Scriptures. We are monitoring the things that have taken place and the things that are presently taking place and those things that are about to take place. We're, we're looking at a a planet, as I said, that is coming to a staggering place. The, uh, the strain on the planet and the sin in this planet is staggering. And it is monumental. It is, it is tremendous. And uh, we want to realize that in the midst of billions of people, that God has a church. God has a work. And He has a plan. And He wants people to be a part of that plan. And that's because he so loved this world, he made it possible for whosoever will to be a part and not to perish. Uh, I, we don't want any to perish. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I have, of course, heavy of heart with you that and the church that not everybody is among the whosoever will. That there are those that continue in the will not category. They place themselves. They continue in that to categorize themselves and to place themselves with that group. There will be those that will be without the holy city of God. And they will be liars. And they will be them that make and love a lie. And they will be many other sinful type of spirits that are outside the city. But I'm interested in those that want to get in the city. I'm interested in those that blessed are they, happy and to be envied are they, that do his commandments, that keep his word, that love his name and his presence, and that are so thrilled to be a part of the body of Christ. Let me tell you, there came a time in Moses' day when there were those that begin to be disgruntled and dissatisfied. They had gripes. They had mutterings and murmurings and complaints. 
And he's told them, he said, seemeth it but a small thing unto thee. In other words, about where God has placed you, what God has done for you. I want to tell you the biggest, greatest deal is the day that you brought all of your dirt and you exchanged it for baptism in Jesus' name and a full pardon of sins and you were exchanging that old devil that was casted out of your life and you were filled with the pure godly gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the biggest deal. That's the greatest deal. Don't let that become a small thing to you. Don't let the devil shrink that before your heart. You tell the enemy that's the greatest deal that anybody could ever have or ever get is to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost placed in the body of Christ. Let's take a moment and lift our hearts with our hands. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, O holy God. I bless you, righteous, great and mighty and holy Savior. You are the King. And I thank you for this great, great, great salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, dear God. Whoso offereth praise, he said, they glorify me. So your praise is glorifying God. And as it is written that we would do things unto the praise of His glory. That we are not any longer of the spirit of the world. And if you're here tonight and we have not yet baptized you in water in the name of Jesus Christ, we greatly desire to do that. And you should greatly desire to do that. You should come as quickly as you can and say, I want to be baptized. I want all my sins to be forgiven, fully pardoned, washed away, sent away, and remembered no more. And I want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to praise God and glorify Him in such a manner and a way that I will get myself in a position mentally, spiritually, and any other way that I can receive this gift. It's a free gift that He longs to give to you. And if you can empty out of your mind all of the things that build a wall and come against and just tell yourself I'm not going to keep anything in my life that's going to keep me from getting the Holy Ghost I'm going to get rid of it I'm going to chuck it overboard uh, Job's writing said hide pride from them hide pride from me I don't want to be proud the only thing coming for a proud person is a great big fall you're going to go from the top to the basement you don't want pride God hide it from me God keep that spirit away from me God keep all the junk of this world out of here I don't want those attitudes. I will shout. I will dance. I will jump and be glad about it. I will praise and magnify and glorify your name. And to him that ordereth. You know, if you want to give orders, you might start with yourself. Give a few orders to yourself. Order. Your conversation, that means your style of life, your, your lifestyle, the way you're living. You know, you order that conversation aright. And the way we get things aright is that we get them in line with the Scripture. We get things in alignment with chapter and verse. We do the commandment of the Lord, which is not grievous. And we, we, uh, get our, we ask God to open our understanding that we might understand the Scripture and that we could have, as he said, uh, when we start doing this, he said, this is the kind of person that I will show the salvation of God. 
I'm going to show you my truth. It is no small thing to know the truth. And you can't love Jesus and have heaven separate and apart from the truth because Jesus said, I am the truth. So you can't claim Jesus and ignore truth. You can't claim Jesus and fight truth. You can't claim Jesus and be contrary to, and stiff-necked to truth. You've got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and let him lift you up. Let him lift you up with his salvation. You don't want to be lifted up in the pride of your flesh. You want to be lifted up in the Holy Ghost. You want to be lifted up in the power of God. You want to know that you're in the church, you're in the body of Christ, and it is no small thing. It's the greatest deal. The biggest deal. Well, the world has got their little coin phrases. You know, no big deal. Well, they're not talking about this then. Because this is a big deal. This is the biggest deal. This is the biggest deal of your life. The biggest deal of your life. No matter what kind of thing you're able to swing, it will never compare to what what God does when he opens your understanding and the light bulb goes on, you know, and that ain't a Motel 6 situation neither. You know, I'm sure they put the lowest wattage in that thing. But God, when he turns the light on, friend, it's brighter than the noonday sun, the scripture said. It's brighter. It's above the brightness of the sun at noontime. Let me tell you, when you, this is a big deal. This is the biggest deal. This is the deal you don't want to fail to close. You can't let this get undone. You can't leave this for something uh, hanging around somewhere and go off and do something else and think I'll come back to this. You gotta make up your mind and get your heart settled on it. I've gotta close this deal. This is the biggest deal of my life. I can't let this be unfinished. I can't afford unfinished business with salvation. I've got to have i got to repent and I've got to be baptized in Jesus name and I've got to receive that free gift of the Holy Ghost I gotta have that I gotta have that and everybody said praise the Lord and everybody said hallelujah our God is a great God and a mighty God don't let it seem like a small thing to you uh, you know when Jesus in the days of his flesh he came he came with his disciples one day. Actually, before he went, he, he got word that uh, Lazarus was sick. And he, he told his disciples, we're going to got two more days of business here. And they were in a big hurry to go. And Jesus said, no, we'll, we'll wait two days. And Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. Now, you may not have the big picture, but God does. And God's got his people that have the big picture. And the plan was according to the spirit and that's how the flesh of the man Christ Jesus operated and so because in him dwelled the fullness of the very God bodily in him was the fullness of the spirit and so two days came and went and then it was time to go Jesus made it clear don't worry about anything this will be to the glory of God oh whoso offereth praise glorifieth him and this is going to be done to the glory of of the Spirit. And as they went, of course, Mary came out. Uh, not Mary, but Martha came out. And Martha had a lot of ideas and a lot of questions and a lot of statements and a lot of thoughts. And because she wasn't quite 
staying, shall we say, in the, in the proper perspective and frame of mind and letting panic and everything else rule in her heart and all kinds of questions arising. Somehow or another, she just wasn't grasping the things that Jesus was speaking to her because every time he was speaking something, she was thinking something else. If she could have just slowed her motor down long enough to hear, have an ear to hear what the Spirit had to say, then everything could have got calmer in his, her life a lot quicker. But anyway, the Bible, of course, said that, that Mary was in a certain place, and she waited until she was called for. And then there came the time, of course, where the Scripture said that Mary was sitting at his feet. And Martha was unnerved by that. And Martha felt like she needed to be doing this and she needed to be doing that and she needed to be doing the other. I would assume that Martha was the older sister and she was just bossing it out. But you know what? Mary had, had chosen something here and Jesus pronounced it that good part. And he said, and it shall not be taken from her. Everybody said amen. That good part, that good thing, it shall not be taken from her. Let me tell you, Mary had a good sense of appraisal. It wasn't no little thing that she had a place in Jesus. I want you to know you can have a place in Jesus. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. He went to Calvary to make a place in the church for you. It's reserved for you. It's your place. It's got your name. It's your niche. It's your crevice. It's your place. And it's no small thing. So you don't want to treat it lightly. You do not want to treat it like it's little of nothing. It's your biggest deal. It's your biggest deal. It wouldn't matter if you became a mighty hunter before the Lord like Nimrod. We see the end of that. And believe me, there's going to be an end to the things that the Antichrist will do. The scripture teaches he will be broken without hand and without remedy, and it will happen suddenly. Let me tell you, there are many people that are following the wrong spirit. And there are people that are being driven by the wrong spirit, and they need to do what the scripture said right here. They need to order their lifestyle aright, and you've got to get into the chapter and verse and the subject matter of the book, and you've got to tell yourself there's a good difference when you get baptized in Jesus' name and you get the Holy Ghost. There's a good difference. Somebody said, I feel different than everybody. It's a good difference. It's a good difference because you're not driven by evil spirits anymore. You're not going to be able to be taken advantage by the enemy anymore. One place it said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us speaking, preaching to the church. You don't want to give him the upper hand ever again in your life. When you make and close that big deal, when you get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, then you shut the door on the devil and you keep it shut. You keep it shut and you tell them it's no small thing. I'm not walking out on this. I'm not quitting on this. I'm not casting in the towel on this. I'm not giving this up for anything or anybody. You know, the salvation of God has a beginning. And in its most concise form, it begins with you getting baptized in Jesus' name after you repent of your sins and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. But the Bible also talked about receiving the end of your salvation. Isn't that nice? You, wanna, you don't want to just be in the beginning and be counted in the beginning. You want to be counted at the end when he recounts his worthies. You want to realize you've chosen the right thing here 
And tonight, those of you that are here, you're beginning to make that right choice. And you don't want to let that slip through your fingers. You don't want to let it go over your head or in one ear and out the other. You don't want to uh, get into a stupor. I told you about this uh, heavyweight champion guy that was in the airport, and one of our brethren uh, began to witness to him. He recognized the guy. Seen his picture in the paper. He had just come out of the world a couple of years himself, and he knew who that guy was when he saw him. And he wasn't difficult to recognize because he's like six foot five and 260 pounds and got a mohawk down the middle of his head. And saw him right in the airport, and he looked at him and he locked eyes with the guy. And he said, Do you love Jesus? And he said, Yes. He said, Do you want to go to heaven? He said, Yes. And he opened his mouth to say Acts 2.38 and his handlers grabbed him up and whisked him away. You don't want to teach this. Keep this in your mind rather. And think of this as a small thing. What a great opportunity that man was whisked away from. You, want to, you don't want to let anything get in front of you. One man could have been healed 38 years earlier of what he had in his life, what his problem was. But he always lets something get in front of him and begin to make an excuse about it all the time. One excuse after another. Always had something to say or something some way that something just wasn't right. And so he never did get into where the Spirit of the Lord was moving and what his provision was. Let me tell you, you God, I told you it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be smooth. It's You know, this is a war. You're in a war here. The enemy wants your soul. He wants you to be lost. He wants you to be given over to a worldly spirit and a worldly attitude and a worldly way of thinking. He wants you to be with the Antichrist. He wants you to be with Gog and Magog. you got to get yourself in gear and realize this is the biggest deal of eternity and you've got to close the deal on God's salvation and you got to keep it until you're out of here. You can remain standing. So you got to order your conversation, your lifestyle. You got to correct it here. You got to give yourself some orders, you know. And you've got to, you got to order things. No feet. We are not going that way. We are going this way. No thoughts. You're not going to go down into the pit and the slime and the mud. We're going to go up here. We're going to set our affections, all of our emotions. And our thoughts, we're going to set them above here. We're going to lock it in. And we're just not going right and we're not going left. And God forbid we're not going backwards. It leaves us that one option. We're going forward. And we're asking God to keep us right in the center of this great highway of holiness and keep that everlasting song of joy on our heads and let us continually rejoice and know that what we have is a big thing. I don't need to, oh, you don't need to overstep your boundary. You don't have to try to exalt yourself. You should have godliness with contentment, which is great gain. I'm just so glad to have a place in Jesus that he made a place for me, little old me, out of 6 to 11 billion people. I'm in the church. He gave me the Holy Ghost. I'm washed in his blood. I have his name. I'm an heir and a joint heir with him. And all my sins have been totally and completely forgiven. Let's lift our hearts with our hands together. Oh yes. Oh yes. Come on now. Don't let the enemy shrink this on you. You keep this not just big, but it's the biggest. It's the biggest. 
Absolutely the biggest deal of your life. Yeah. I don't care if you make more money than Gates and Trump together. You gain all that and lose your soul. You just miss the biggest deal. You miss the biggest deal. What you will have settled for will amount to absolutely nothing in comparison to this great salvation. This oh so great salvation. And let me tell you something. What God gives to you, no man taketh away. No devil takes it away. It's only you giving it up. And you got to make up your mind. I'm not giving it up. I'm not giving it up. Amen. Come on. Let's worship him. Jesus name. It's a struggle for survival. I daily meet the foe. I'm out there on the battlefield. At times I stand alone. Come on now. But when I reach for my holy armor, I pick up my shield of faith. I march out on the battlefield. Take up my sword and say, The mountain is high, but it's not too steep. The battle is Come on, the altar's open. Come and I gather around. All the men over here. All the women over here. Yeah. The road is hard, but it's not too long. The enemy's here, but it's not too strong. 